Greetings and hello to everyone. This is the Business of Betting podcast. Today is episode 23, and we have Raul Sood joining the show. Raul is the CEO of Unicorn, a Seattle-based esports platform which has seen investment from the likes of Ashton Kutcher and Mark Cuban. We discuss esports betting, the Unicorn platform, the global esports industry and its future, as well as his Seattle Seahawks. As always, you can find us at businessofbetting.com or at bettingpod on Twitter. Please fire in any questions or feedback and potential guests you'd like to hear from. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy Jake's chat with Raul Sood. Today I'm joined by... Raul Sood, the CEO of Unicorn. Raul, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's absolute pleasure to have you on, Raul. You're a, you're a unicorn yourself. You've got a, a very incredible history and background, and today we'll touch on topics like esports and cryptocurrency and, and betting. Uh, before we do, do you want to just sort of delve a little bit into your history? I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know who you are and what you're up to, but there might be one or two out there who are interested in, I guess, some of your time prior to Unicorn and what you, uh, what you worked on? Sure. Well, um, you know, I've, I've been in the, uh, the video game industry for a very long time. Um, I, uh, um, I, I, I started the, the, the world's first uh, PC gaming hardware manufacturer uh, many years ago. It was called Voodoo PC. And um, that was kind of my first I guess you could say venture, and it, t- it turned out to be a, a, a really great global brand. We invented things like liquid cooling for mass PCs, and and we basically created the best gaming PC that you could that you could buy. And um, eventually, that company got acquired by HP. And um, and so you know, while I was at HP, I I, I would say that I, I got a little bored, and uh, uh, it was it was it was a tough it was a tough three years. Um, I, I I left. I left HP, uh, you know, very like sort of uh, disgruntled, I guess, from from the idea of being with a big company, and I wanted to start something else. So I got together with a friend of mine who um, uh, he's based in Germany, um, and uh, we created a, a a platform that lets people uh, play video games like Call of Duty against each other for money. Um, so we created everything from the back end payment systems, the the front end client, the anti cheat system. Basically everything that you needed to do it, and uh, and we ran some pilots with it, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had about you know eight thousand users at its peak, and and it was doing really well. But we you know we discovered a couple of things. Uh, we discovered the the poker effect took place, where you know the, the the whales would come in, and and then everyone else would disappear, and it was hard to bring them back. And then the other thing is, um, you know, we weren't prepared to deal with the regulatory issues at that time. This was back in two thousand and ten. So, so we shelved the project, and um, I joined Microsoft, and that's where uh, I ended up starting Microsoft Ventures. Um, Microsoft Ventures is a really great program. Uh, we we opened up six or sorry seven startup accelerators around the world, um, and we would help startups build and grow their businesses and get funded 
and then ultimately get connected to Microsoft's largest customers to help them innovate. And uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I, I got to I got to go back to a big company and create something really cool. Um, but I, again, uh, you know, my entrepreneurial bone kept itching me, and I wanted to leave the company to go start something else. And one of the companies that Microsoft Ventures invested in was a was an Australian-based company that helps um, game communities set up game servers. And the CEO and I got along really well. And uh, long story short is I, I left Microsoft um, because he bullied me out. <laughs> and uh, I ended up buying his company and we started Unicorn together. Um, when we started Unicorn, we, uh, we acquired the, the, the tech that I built it with my friend in Germany along with his team. And uh, Unicorn is effectively uh, a company that sits at the intersection of video games and, and gambling uh, and sports. Um, and, and, you know, we, we set out to create the, uh, to become the world's best bookmaker, um, you know, for esports and video games. I think that sort of sums it up. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. So let's go into a little bit more about Unicorn. It, from what, from what my experience has been with it, it's more than just a bookmaker. It's a platform. It is a bookmaker, a sports book for those who want to, who want to bet and also a content provider among other things. So I guess what is the mission statement or what's the intended goal for Unicorn as you grow? Yeah, so, um, uh, so basically the, 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 the mission is to become the, the, the best bookmaker on the planet for esports and video games. Um, over the last three years, um, Unicorn has done a number of things. The, the, the first thing is when we started the company, we set out to, um, uh, you know, to deal with the, the issue of, of regulatory, which, which I brought up earlier. Um, you know, we wanted to get a license. We wanted to, you know, do things by the book. So the first thing we did was we sought out a large company. We took the Microsoft Ventures model and sought out the, the, the largest company we could find to sort of pitch them on this concept that, hey, we've got, we've got this really great technology that allows people to play games against each other. And then we're also creating a book on all of the major eSport video game matches around the world, which, you know, are huge. I mean, the, the, the viewership in eSports is massive. Uh, I can I can get into that in just a minute, but um, you know we we approached Tabcorp, which as you know is the largest uh, bookmaker in Australia, and we shared this with them, and they were like they were beside themselves. They loved what we were doing. They invested in our seed round. Uh, they invested in our Series A, and along with that, we raised ten million dollars from the likes of Mark Cuban, uh, who's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, um, Sherry Redstone, uh, Elizabeth Murdoch, and. Um, we also uh, we also got Ashton Kutcher and and a number of others to to invest in in the business, and for the last three years we've been kind of building our book. Uh, we're, we're we're licensed in the UK and Australia, um, and we've been testing out our odds platform, and uh, and you know we're we, we've become kind of uh, part of the fabric of the esports community. We have team ownership. We own uh, a, a a big stake in one of the hottest uh, CS:GO teams in the world. Uh, BIG, they're based in Germany. We have our own tournament series. Um, we we we've created some really great betting products, from skill to spectator-based products, and, and our and our sports book. Uh, and we even acquired a company out of Las Vegas called Leet that helps casinos set up esport experiences in their in their in their venues. Um, and about two years ago, we uh, we created something called the Unicoin, which is an internal token. That we allowed our customers from uh, our fans, I, could, I should say, from around the world participate on our platform uh, in an unregulated environment because you know the Unicoin is free essentially, 
And um, the reason we did that was because a lot of people were asking if they could play on our platform. But you know, because we're a regulated uh, real money betting company, we could only offer the real money betting in the markets where we're licensed. So we offered Unicorn globally. And you know, we, we wanted to create the Unicorn to test out new betting products and to sort of uh, test the efficacy of our book and at the same time engage in uh, new communities and measure new communities for usage. But we had no idea that it would explode the way it did. And it's, it's gotten to a point where you know, the, the usage is extremely high and our customers or our community is asking for more features and more usage that they can get out of the token. Um, and and you know, it was about a year and a half ago, Mark Cuban approached us and, and suggested that we start looking at blockchain technology. Um, and, uh, and so we kind of, we did. We looked at blockchain and what it would mean for our business. And, and the biggest thing it means for us is um, you know, we don't have to deal with multiple currencies and multiple banks and AML and, and KYC is, is much easier uh, built on blockchain because it's all done in an open ledger. So we can tie, you know, customer names to a wallet um, and we can track their transactions. And uh, at the same time, we had the Unicoin. So we figured, why don't we just turn Unicoin into, a, you know, a crypto token and, uh, and, and, and list it and, and basically get it out to all our customers. And, and so fast forward, here we are today, and we're just in the middle of making that happen. That's ridiculous. You've mentioned you started a bookmaking business, you figured out the blockchain, you started your own coin, you spoke to Ashton Kutcher and got money from the likes of him and Mark Cuban, and you've, you know, bouncing around Australia, the UK, you bought an esports team. I mean, what, what's left? It's insane. So I want to touch on the sports betting related stuff and the esports betting. What has that market sort of been like in, I mean, back in 12 years ago, I was playing Call of Duty. I wish there was a peer-to-peer betting opportunity back then that I know about that I knew knew about back then certainly that would have solved a lot of disputes but what has the esports sort of betting environment been like and I guess what bookmakers are around have been around and allow people to bet on some of the bigger matches yeah well so first let's talk about esports generally um you know when when you look at esports as a as a sport it's really the fastest growing sport right now um you know I was reading an article recently that talked about the median age of a PGA tour fan and I don't know if you know this, but it's 69 years old, and, and the median age of a wow. major league, and a, yeah, and the median age of a major league baseball fan is 54 years old. So, so basically, every day, you know, a PGA Tour fan and a major league baseball fan dies, and two esports fans are born because kids grow up playing video games, and these tournaments are absolutely massive. I mean, these guys are filling up stadiums around the world, and the viewership numbers are are insane. You know, like I think in 2015, the, 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 the League of Legends uh, uh, finale had more viewers than the NBA finals. Um, and it's, you know, literally in the hundreds of millions of people that watch this stuff. So Unicorn created um, a sports book on all of the major esport matches in the world. And we also do live odds as well. And, um, and, uh, and we present these odds in a way that resonates with this customer, you know, because you, you can't just take our odds and put them in a sports book and expect these people to really expect like regular punters to understand what's going on. Um, you know, the, these people want an environment that they feel comfortable in. Uh, so we do everything from, we create content, we create video content, written content. Uh, we've got, um, you know, as I said, we've got team ownership. Uh, we've got our own tournament series. So, so we've really, you know, we've really become a part of the fabric of esports, and we present our, our platform in a way that really resonates with these customers. 
How important has the cryptocurrency sort of evolution been for your business? I know you mentioned Unicoin Gold and the blockchain technology that you utilize. Is that a critical factor in, in the success? Um, yeah, so so the, uh, uh, the, the, the Unicoin has been critical in at least uh, usage and, and building community. Um, you know, it, it's also helped us uh, hone the sports book so that we're comfortable uh, that it's uh, that the efficacy of the sports book is good. Um, it, it's also helped us kind of um, you know create better integrity systems and and risk management systems around esports. You know, I, I I recently read an article from uh, Gambling Compliance that talked about man, who is this person? Um, I think they're from. Uh, uh, and anyways, it's a big bookmaker. I, I I don't recall the name, but basically they said that uh, you know esports integrity petrifies them. Um, and, you know, and, and I read the article thinking, wow, that's, that sounds a lot like my grandfather, you know, speaking. And, and you know, when, when you hear stuff like that, it's, it's kind of disheartening because it makes me think that, um, that uh, they, don't, they, they, they don't understand their future customer. And, and, you know, I don't even think they want to understand their future customer because, you know, it's such, a, it, it's, it's such an important space. And to sort of dismiss it like that is, is, uh, is, is very disappointing. What would your business be like if you could only use the typical money that's around, you know, depositing from a bank account or a credit card into an account, into a wallet, using PayPal, things like that? Would that be a significant impact? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's still a pretty big business. You know, it, it's, it's a business that will hit, uh, you know, in the billion dollar range next year, uh, you know, overall around the world for all esports betting. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a growing business. Um, it's still a strong business. However, you know, we've done a lot of... Um, a lot of work with our uh, customers and, 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 you know, listening to them. And many of our customers actually have crypto wallets. So they're already used to sort of trading cryptocurrency and using cryptocurrency um, that it's kind of a natural, a natural fit for us. I mean, we're on the, we're on the cutting edge of two of the most uh, ridiculous growth industries in the world, you know, uh, crypto uh, and uh, esports. So what's the, are there any professional esports betters or what's that industry like? Because I would imagine... When you're talking about crypto and in esports, I'm guessing you can probably get the edge down a fair bit. Obviously, sports betting is generally around seven, eight, nine, even ten percent when it comes to sort of spread betting. Is the esports sort of betting scene evolving rapidly, or is there a sort of a, a steady sort of group of people who've been around for sort of a dozen years who are happy to play in that area? Uh, it's it's definitely growing uh, and and it's evolving. I mean, you know, there's there there are people that you know do arbitrage. Um, I'll say that you know our book is 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 very competitive. I mean, we keep a six percent key in our book, uh, but we find that people who bet on esports tend to love micro bets or, or you know like live bets. They want to place as many bets as they can uh, inside of uh, one event. Um, so you know it's it's almost like playing a video game when you're watching people uh, play and then you place bets. Um, so they seem to really love that. So you mentioned earlier your. Bets are catered to your audience, essentially, and your fans and customers and things like that. For some of the bigger games, whether it's, I guess, Call of Duty is probably okay, but what about League of Legends or some of those games where two of the grandfathers who are watching the PGA and the NASCAR and they don't understand it, when they're watching that game, they would say it's just things flashing everywhere, dinosaurs and monsters and dragons are dying and there's guns and bullets flying everywhere. Take us through some of the sort of bets that you know are more common and that people can place during a, during a match. Yeah, so you know, if, if you're watching, say, a League of Legends match, you can you can you can do things like bet on first blood or first turret. Um, you can you you can also in, in the very near future, 
you'll be able to bet sort of on who's going to win the match uh, live as the match progresses. And then if you know anything about esports and you're watching the game, uh, once a team starts snowballing, you know, you can see the odds change quite, quite quickly. And we've been testing this with unicorns currently. Uh, and, and we're going to launch a live betting platform exclusively to our cryptocurrency uh, in the near future. Once our token sale is done, uh, we'll, we'll have a, um, you know, sort of a roadmap of products that are coming. But one of the things that we're creating is this really cool live betting platform for cryptocurrency. And uh, we're going to work with other betting operators out there who want to create a, um, you know, a white label version of an esports crypto platform using the unicorn platform. Um, and, and so we're open to those types of partnerships now. Are there the equivalent of player statistics? And as you see in all sports these days, since sort of Moneyball and Sabermetrics took off and almost any sport everywhere around the world has sort of play-by-play -play statistics and now even with advanced statistics to getting towards biometric and tracking, what's the sort of industry like for esports? Can someone come in and say, okay, I'm going to take a, a large data set of information from a Call of Duty or even you know Madden, FIFA, League of Legends and sort of utilize that to come up with a model and potentially be a professional esports better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, that's what that's what we do, right? We're, we're, we've got our own, uh, you know, our own people working on uh, on uh, on all of our odds. Uh, we, we have basically the best uh, bookmakers on esports uh, on the planet. There's no question about it. I mean, we've seen comparables from other competitors out there. Who um, it, it's quite funny, actually. You know, we we started the we helped start the ESIC, which is the Esports Integrity Coalition. And it's a coalition of, of, of betting operators and tournament hosts and that sort of thing where we can kind of measure uh, things like, um, you know, we can protect against match fixing and, and, and that sort of thing. And every now and then we share information. Every now and then we, we, we hear about betting anomalies that are going on on a particular match. And, and they come to us and they ask us, you know, do you see this anomaly? Like, or, or why are your odds so different from everyone else's on this particular map? And it's because, you know, a particular team works well on a particular map and most of these people don't know that they're just looking at the numbers but they don't know the players and so there is a, a lot of data to kind of go through and understand and uh we're 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 pretty good with that so um so i would say there is an opportunity to learn but basically we take data and we create really deep statistics we create um uh you know everything from uh like the the insights and content all of the stuff that we create is based on the, on the data and the odds that we're creating. That's really interesting. So give us an example then. Is it stuff like kills and, and things like that that you're recording and, and using to develop your book? Yeah, it's stuff like kills. <coughs> Excuse me. It's stuff like kills. It's stuff like um, you know how, how much gold is being farmed by a particular group on a particular map. Or you know if it's in Counter-Strike, it's, it's, it's looking at... Uh, you know, where, where people like like bomb placement, for example, or where people tend to congregate and uh, where, you know, a lot of the map action happens. Some teams are better on some maps than others. Uh, there's a bunch of data that we look at. And the other thing about esports is that everything changes very quickly. So players sometimes change, rosters change, and you have to be able to keep on top of it uh, and, uh, you know, and be able to kind of make those adjustments as they go. That's very cool. I can't imagine any... 65 year old reporter for another sport talking about bomb placement in their sport it's very yeah, cool to, yeah i know i know i know to imagine. It, is, it is it is interesting like when you think about that i know it's it's um you know it can be viewed as controversial but look these are video games that people play and you know we kind of have to accept it right so yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And what about the bookmaking side? Obviously, you're cutting edge and world leading in some crazy areas when it comes to the crypto stuff, blockchain, esports, all these emerging, you know, technologies and, and sports. What's the expertise like out there on the bookmaking side outside of Unicorn and outside of sort of your network and the people you have? Is it widespread? Is it growing? Is it going to take, you know, a decade to catch up to what you're up to? Well, it's growing. I, I would say that it's, uh, you know, it, it's definitely going to take time to get there. I mean, you know, we're, we're doing our best to kind of help educate uh, bookmakers and that sort of thing and regulators about it. Um, I think it's important that, you know, having companies like us exist so we can actually spend time with the with the regulators and uh, and uh, and get them to kind of think broadly and learn about esports um, because you know it is a, it is a tough area it's not an easy business to, to, to grasp um, so but but it is it is uh, it's an area where there's more you know more opportunities for people and things like that um, we work very closely with Tapcorp so you know together we, we build our we build all the odds and then they handle risk management we work with their risk management team, and, and many of the people there are learning more and more about esports as they as they work with us. So they're they're super excited about our business. So take us through these unicorns and how you use them on Unicorn. Are they essentially you deposit money into your platform and you get unicorns which can be used within any aspect of the platform? No. So the way the way it works with unicorns, think of unicorns like an ecosystem. Essentially, people can earn them uh, by playing games on our servers. Um, they can they can also earn them by you know watching matches and reporting information um, and they can bet with them they can purchase them from exchanges so like any cryptocurrency you can go to an exchange and you can buy unicorns or you'll be able to in the future once they once the token sale is done but you'll be able to purchase unicorns and then come to our platform and bet with them um, and then and then when you when you leave the platform you take your unicorn gold with you uh, and then you can you know you can cash it at any exchange. So do they have a value today? So right now they don't have a value. So the current Unicorn is an internal token that, that we handle internally. But in the future, what will happen is um, they'll, they'll be listed on these major cryptocurrency exchanges and they'll have a value. And, you know, what's important to us is that value stays pretty, you know, uh, per, like uh, I would say it, that we, we sort of um, create stability in the economy. Uh, volatility is definitely not something we want. Um, so as a, as a, as a betting operator, we have a risk management pool. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as we continue to add features and the community, uh, continues to help us build out the platform, um, then we can kind of, uh, you know, like see, see growth in, in the usage and, and, uh, value of the unicorn. Um, but, but I would say it, it, it it's our, it, it's not like, I wouldn't call it an investment. I would say that, Unicorns are a token that people purchase to use on our platform or earn. Yeah, okay. So are there any avenues for investment? Because I know that sort of the blockchain technology, cryptocurrency and gambling sphere in the last, or since it began essentially, has had some type of sort of investing. I think it was called Just Dice had a, an option where you can invest on players playing casino games and things like that. And obviously recently you've seen a lot of ICOs and, and other ways to not necessarily typical investing or anything like that, but having some... I guess, stake uh, on the operator side. Is there anything yet or planned in the future that will be similar to an investment? Well, we're, we're having an ICO, but I would not call an ICO an investment because you're not getting equity in the business. You're not getting voting rights or any of that. But you're basically purchasing a token that can be used on the platform or, or taken off the platform and exchanged. 
Um, I, I think anyone who's sort of selling a, an ICO as an investment is, is is probably in dangerous waters because you know you're 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 then you're then suggesting that there's there's going to be upside and it becomes a security. So you know ours is not a security. It, it truly is a token that we we created you know two years ago that we're now turning into cryptocurrency. Um, in terms of investing in the company itself, well, I mean we we've already done our raise. We're not looking to do another round for some time. We, we probably don't need money uh, for you know for some time to come. And and when we do this token sale, we anticipate that you know we'll, we'll we, we we might hit our cap of a hundred million dollars. So I, I I don't know that we'll need more than that for a while. And what about the crowdsourcing of data and information? Do you go down that path yet to sort of get further information? I mean I know you mentioned it before. You can earn you can earn unicoins from providing different information. Uh, are you going to go down the path of trying to have these exchanges, prediction markets, and things like that, whereby you will crowdsource a lot of information and then try and utilize that? Um, yeah. So I think I think what you'll see is um, we're going to create a number of decentralized apps for our platform for the um, for the community to to use, and and that 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 will be one of the areas that we're looking at very closely. Um, not to mention that you know there's. There has been many, many betting operators who have approached us who have said that they want to license our, our odds and our data, and we've sort of told them, you know, no, uh, we're, we're not really interested in licensing that. However, going forward, there's a good chance that we'll, um, that we'll make our platform licensable under a white label powered by Unicorn if they're going to use our coin. Interesting. Definitely yeah. very interesting moving forward. So what's next? You always mentioned Australia. The UK, you've got the team in Germany. What's the plan for Unicorn internationally? Are you sort of balancing a lot of the regulatory issues and, and I guess going through the license process in a few different jurisdictions? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that would be next for us is, is kind of going through that, that, that license process in a, in a few different jurisdictions. We're looking to expand across Europe. There's a number of things that we're doing uh, uh, you know, on the real money side. On the crypto side, um, you know, we're, we're doing our token sale and uh, we're, we're looking to launch our skill betting platform in the very near future in the U.S. Uh, that's, that's a crypto exclusive product. Interesting. I'll definitely keep an eye out. So I know you're a busy man. I'll just a couple more things before I let you go. One of them, which I'm sure is very important to you, is the Seattle Seahawks. What yeah. are your expectations for the upcoming season? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they're going to have a good season. Uh, you know, but 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 who knows? I mean, I I watched their uh, their preseason games and they're looking pretty good. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Seahawks fan, so I don't know. I mean, last year I was, uh, you know, I, I've been heartbroken the last couple of years, so it's 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 hard to say. But but I, I I am optimistic about them. So, what's the best way for those who are esports fans or who do like watching esports, who like having a bet, or might just be interested in seeing what Unicorn has to offer? What's the best way for them to get involved? I guess initially, and then. Moving forward, is it just to check out the site, have a look around, or can they sign up and, and start earning Unicorns? What's sort of a good way initially? Uh, the best way is to go to unicorn.com, U-N-I-K-R-N, sign up, uh, and, uh, and then you can start earning Unicorns. Uh, and you can also register for a real money account if you're in Australia um, and start betting. Um, and, then, and then on top of that, you should, uh, if you're interested in the token sale or the, or the, C, or the uh, ICO, you should go to unicorngold.com. Uh, that's unicorn with a K, gold.com. Perfect. Raul, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was fun chatting about all the topics we discussed, and I wish Unicorn and yourself the very best uh, in the future. Obviously, not the Seahawks, but 
we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that another time. So thanks again. And I guess before I let you go on Twitter, where can uh, people follow you to see what you're up to in the future? At Rahul Sood, uh, R-A-H-U-L-S-O-O-D. Awesome. Thank you very much, Rahul. Thank you.